0: 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, everybody. Are you ready to dive in on a
2: station called The Answer? I have questions. Oh, I've got my answers, but I seek to... uh, commingle them with yours. Where in the world do we go? What in the world is going to happen? What does it say? I mean, it's kind of funny. Mike seemed uh, not bewildered, taken with the sort of the measured way in which I'm going after this because it's real easy to look at last night and go well he's beatable now yeah woo spike the ball yeah and, and by, if he's on, if he's on the ballot he is beatable and a, a Trump victory does make a better America but there are miles to go before we get there so step number 1 step number 1 is it's friday oh, i feel good i feel good oh, i
3: feel good i feel good i feel good you feel good i feel good i, I feel good, feel good. <laughs> I wouldn't So good So good i got a year. Oh!
2: So it's Carol King's birthday and I put pick, uh, pick it's too late yeah. It's Travis Tritt's birthday. He is 61. So uh, what else can you do? Smell TROUBLE I'm just
4: trying to make a living watching everybody else having fun.
5: Well, I don't miss much if it happens on the dance hall. floor.
2: 866 660 5759.
4: Look what just walked through that
2: door. What are we gonna do? LO TROUBLE. Indeed, indeed. Uh, my brain is melting uh, in in response and in reaction to to the the failing brain of the man who is the leader of the free world. A couple of quick thoughts to add to where we've gone already, and then I'm going straight to your calls, and then to to more audio and just more of the the amazing turn of events. Uh, because again, it, it, it's it's wild. The Supreme Court examined a uh, a case in which uh, a prime candidate is facing removal from a ballot, and it wasn't even the uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, Tucker Carlson went to Moscow and interviewed Vladimir Putin, and it wasn't the biggest story of the day. That's how big yesterday was in the news. And it's, it's, it's funny, because what did we learn yesterday that we didn't already know? Nothing. He's unfit to be president. He doesn't have the marbles to do the job. Not for for one more year, much less five more. So what made yesterday so amazingly huge? The optics. Because, listen, I can sit here and say these things every day, and I have. So is anybody else, mostly conservatives or anybody else with a lick of intellectual honesty, even in the Democrat Party, that this is unsustainable. So what changed yesterday? is to have this special counsel report come out that essentially says biden willfully mishandled documents but is so enfeebled and so fog-brained and so senile that a successful trial to prosecute him is unlikely so everybody that's in prison right now for whatever crime has more in his mental deck than the President of the United States. Because by definition, they were all fit to stand trial. And the President of the United States is not. We've read a million news stories in our lives we're going to find out if Joe Blow is fit to stand trial. Because well, if, if you're not, boy, that <laughs> wow, that, how, how absolutely unhinged, crazy, how dysfunctional do you have to be to, to not be fit to stand trial? Well, that's what we've got. In the Oval Office. The quote, he would come across as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. I would trifle with well-meaning. That's projection. That's mind reading. I don't know that he's well-meaning. I don't know that there's not an intentionally sinister streak to this. This man, such a nice lunch pail, Amtrak ridens. it's just Uncle Joe. He's been familiar, you know, to us for a half a century. Becoming president has turned him into dark Brandon. And I mean not cartoonishly dark. I mean dark as in opening our borders. I mean dark as in forwarding the notion that we have 57 genders. I mean dark in terms of the willingness to destroy our economy on the altar of junk climate science, I mean, dark, and a dozen other ways, this presidency must end. Trump will be our nominee, so he's the guy we must get behind to do it. So the path there, who are we running against, is is a freshly jumbled question this morning. Because what changed yesterday is not my attitude or maybe even yours, or my recognition of his infirmity. I mean that's been baked in you know for for forever, but even the people who have been in denial have to get it now, oh, and by the way, they don't many some of them don't. Boy, have I got some morning morning m o u r n i n g morning Joe to play for you as as Joe and Mika went after the special counsel. Why is he saying these things? He's a neurologist now? A neurologist? My dog knows Joe Biden is senile. And uh, it, so it, it, and that's part of, by the way, the prosecutorial logic. What Robert Hur's report was meant to do was to assess what, what the president did, when vice president in this case, uh, how prosecutable he is, how culpable he is, Uh, how guilty he seems to be or how innocent he seems to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And his state of mind, his flawed state of mind is a part of the logic that led the special counsel to say, look, he did what he did, but we're not going to be able to get a conviction out of this because look at the guy. Well, we're looking at the guy, many with fresh eyes. And so as we get ready, go to your calls, 866-660-5759. What in the world do you see happening? As I mentioned to Mike, uh, there and, and let me do some calls, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the 25th Amendment, exactly how that works. it it It, it is like a weird screenplay. You would have to have the vice president, <laughs> I think you got her on board, and more than half the cabinet, who would send a letter, essentially, to the um, president pro tem of the Senate, who's Patty Murray and Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, saying, uh, President's lost his marbles. At that point, uh, I mean, at literally that point, Kamala Harris becomes acting president. You know, I know, really, be careful what you wish for, right? However, sit tight. Because if Biden writes a letter back to Patty Murray and Mike Johnson saying, come on, man, oh, it's all good. I mean, corn pop, I mean, I'm fine. Then guess what? He's president again. Just just that quick. Oh, but we're not done here because then third letter, then those folks in the cabinet and the vice president would write another letter saying, oh, no, 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 no. We, we, We don't accept that the president asserts that he does have his marbles. We assert that he doesn't. At that point, it goes to the Congress two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate must say the president is unfit and should be removed. So, in many other things, you say, well, are we going to get, how many Democrats are we going to get who would be willing to do that? Huh. That answer may have changed yesterday, and maybe that was the historical import of yesterday, where even a bunch of previously loyal Democrats say, our fate lies with him? Oh, hell no, excuse me. And maybe you would get I mean, I guess we'd need to have about 16, 17 senators and a few dozen Democrats in the House who would be willing to throw him under the bus, ostensibly for his own good, for the party's own good, from their view, for the nation's own good. It's weird. Would we have Republicans not voting to remove him, <laughs> with fueled by the desire to actually have, no, 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 we're looking good for November. Don't get rid of him. And that creates even further triangulation. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to these amazing times. What a time to be alive. We are in Arlington. This is appropriate. Hi, Brandon. Mark Davis. How are you, sir? Happy Friday.
1: I get a chuckle from you, Mark, every time uh, I've, I've, I've called in, and, uh, you know, at some point I'll get my good name back. But, uh, I, I, I feel, now, I,
2: listen, I run across servers, hi, I'm Brandon, I'll be uh, waiting on you tonight, it's like, oh, dude, I'm just so sorry, uh, it's wild, <laughs> it's wild, Well, so welcome.
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, happy Friday, and uh, so first of all, I'm student history and an absolute political science chunky. Uh, So the potential of all of this is endlessly fascinating to me, even as I understand that the country is um, on pins and needles. okay, (laughs) And it it should be uh, dealing with something of this sort of severity. Um, I think back to my studies of 1968, of LBJ making his announcement to the nation, 40-minute address, March 31st, 1968, Uh, I will not accept the nomination or, you know, uh, essentially serve a a second term, Mm -hmm. okay, if elected. And uh, stepping aside for that, which, of course, opens the door for uh, his VP, Humphrey. um, Then you get Bobby Kennedy, the assassination in June, all of that. And I'm not hopeful for any similar circumstances, certainly. But, uh, you know, if you got a Gavin Newsom in, say, for example, Um, And Kamala doesn't back down. She says, well, no, I'm um, first of all, I don't look for the 25th Amendment to be invoked here. Nor nor do I. It's it's too it's
2: it's too too long a bridge to cross. It's, uh, you know,
1: but as soon as
2: as we say that two months from now, watch it happen. I mean, that's how crazy things are. But that was that's a really, really steep climb. Go ahead. Mm
1: -hmm. I think his handlers. Uh, His puppeteers, forgive me, will, uh, you know, basically get in his his ear, in Jill's ear, uh, other members of the cabinet and say, look, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: you know, unless you step down voluntarily, we are going to go to the 25th Mm -hmm. Amendment uh, because you're simply not electable. Okay, you can't stand on a debate stage and and hold your own you're I, I wouldn't trust the man to make a sandwich yeah. okay and i've got two parents with dementia okay yeah. i would not trust the man around a sharp knife and a cutting board yep. okay um he he has no business being on a debate stage or on the campaign trail and we saw in 2020 just how absent he was from that entire process yep so um, no he he needs to go away but obviously I'm not a prognosticator i have no idea how the rest of this is going to shape out I do think Newsom probably throws a hat in the ring. I think that's very likely. I'm not sure if he going to But here's get what's out of the weird: way.
2: those are the two big names you think about. Is is but they both have enormous. Uh, well, not enormous. They both have uh, appreciable negatives. Kamala, just because she's Kamala, and Gavin Newsom has an appreciable, you know, campaign skill set. But it, but California, whoa, really? And, and mm. so I that and then I mean, there's then Hillary's always there. But then you get to the notion of maybe a name we're not even thinking about. Or talk, people go to Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. People go to uh, Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota. Exactly. It's like these are tough times on the Democrat bench. So anyway, yeah, we tie a bow around it. Where do you want to go?
1: Um, I'm not uh, – where I want to go is Trump getting reelected. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And, let's, in November. let simplify because, all of this. Yep. Well, uh, he, he – I think he understands the mistakes that he made in the first term. I think he understands now the importance of surrounding himself with loyalists, uh, which he did not have before, particularly at the AG position, which is absolutely critical. You know, JFK had that with his brother. Uh, You you have to have you have to have somebody who's 100 percent in your corner at AG. Um, not, I think, as much at VP. At I don't think that's as important. We saw things shook out with Pence. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I think Trump gets it in a walk. Look at the way things are trending. Okay, with uh, battleground states. Uh, okay, look at all the polling. And I know things can change. There's a lot yes of time between can. now and November. But um, I am very optimistic, and I think this country's fed up. we got to get back to the prosperity that we enjoyed for the four years that we had of the Trump president. I think
2: that is superbly put. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Because again, once all the sideshows and dramas and crazy Hollywood scripts are, are put to the side, when you boil it down, if November is an election on how's the economy doing, how are our borders doing? How's crime going? uh I, I that's what that's it, it gives me it gives me optimism <laughs> what a guarded optimism time this is 824 838 you could say we're wrapping up the week in a topically busy stance little elton from captain fantastic Got to get a meal ticket. All right, 866 660 5759. That is where you call us. That is where you text us. Either one is fine. Let's do the calls part of that first here on, on a, just a crazy Friday morning, in which we're coming off a Thursday, during which uh, the president had a report come out that said, We're not going to prosecute you for mishandling national security documents because you are too feeble and senile to stand trial. And then somebody in the White House said, let's send him out there to do a press conference and let's take questions. How did that work? Well, you'll hear evidence of how it did not work, but you'll hear uh, folks on the phone here first, 866-660-5759. Uh, Trump's day before the Supreme Court, uh, in which his attorneys argued the ridiculousness of Colorado's state election officials seeking to ban him from the primary ballot because they hate him. Yeah, Mark, that's not in the documents. I know that. (laughs) You you, you have to open your eyes and use your brainstem. There's no other reason for this. Oh, it's insurrection. It's, It's the 14th Amendment brought to life. It is no such thing. Even if you think Trump is a stone cold insurrectionist, the nuts and bolts. Are not in place, the I's aren't dotted, the T's aren't crossed for a state, an individual state to, to unilaterally take somebody off the ballot. It's insane. It's ridiculous. This was even before the Supreme Court yesterday. The Colorado Supreme Court will stand forever in shame for this ridiculous politically weaponized stance that they've taken. This could be nine zero where even the liberals get it. And oh, by the way, Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin for two hours. So there's that one of the most noteworthy parts of that was where he uh, just looked right at Putin in the midst of a number of other questions and, um, and said, look, uh, let's, let's, let's get our, let's get our reporter back. Can we have our reporter back? Can we have the decency from you for the wall street journal reporter who you have had, in custody for the better part of a year. What why don't you just give us back Evan Gershkovich, and 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 you know and, and that'll be a, a show. And and Putin essentially said, you know, what what will you give me for him? Uh, what are the things I'm sorry, I turned him into Boris Badnoff from Rocky and Bullwinkle. What about Moose and Squirrel? I was through an interpreter, of course. Well how did you like to be the interpreter for this? It's weird because you, you notice this in a lot of foreign leaders, a lot of for, foreign people foreign people, a lot of foreigners that they can process English in coming, but they answer in their own language. I totally understand. English is real quirky. But uh, so that, I mean, Biden, uh, Biden <laughs> Freudian slip. Putin understood everything Tucker was saying, but replied through an interpreter. I guess that's also better for precision of language. And the precision of language afforded us from Putin was essentially, uh, yeah, you, you give me something and maybe we can talk about Evan Gershkovich. All right, let's talk about things on the phone lines. 866-660-5759. We are in Weatherford. Steve, thanks for hanging on. How are you, sir? Howdy, Mark. Great. Happy Friday.
5: Indeed. You didn't roll back in the, the break with the with the, it's Friday. I love it when you do, but anyway.
2: Now that's actually the top, uh, that's the top of every hour. So I, 707. I know. Hey,
5: all right. I know. Thank I you. know. Just, but I was just hoping, you know, hoping.
2: <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, James Brown is at, <laughs> it? Seven oh seven, eight oh seven, nine oh seven.
5: It's a great Friday. That so, is awesome. Wanted to uh, say to you that for about a year now, or maybe a little longer, you've always asked the question, How in the world does the Democratic Party move him aside so that they could move on to a better electable candidate in their mind? Mm -hmm. And based on the fact that we know how they typically work in the background and have the ability to do so, it appears that maybe, just maybe, that someone in the background got to the special counsel and said, Hey, why why don't you just throw this in? And in that way, it's there. And then on top of it, not only did they get it in there, then they took the next step of rolling him out last night nice. for all the <laughs> I know for all the world to see now, exactly now, what the special counsel
2: just said. Well, there there's the mystery. Uh, the notion of somebody in Democrat power circles getting with the counsel's office and and saying, "Could you please put something in there about his infirmity."
6: I mean, in a
2: world where anything is possible, there's no real palpable reason to believe that, especially when there's one of my constant bywords is if there's a simpler explanation, go with it. And there is it's that the council took a look at him and and honestly felt that that was indeed the case. Now, the mystery mystery upon mysteries is who thought it would be a good idea uh, on this embarrassing day to send Biden out and confirm everybody's worst, uh, everybody's worst presumptions.
5: Well, it's possible that then they went, okay, hey, we've been given a great gift here. Let's roll him out there. So, but but who? And now who, who? 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 who knows, who's, whoever's pulling the strings
2: to but begin no, with. No, I, I, okay, I understand that. As soon as we start a sentence with, well, somebody's pulling the strings, which they obviously are, in, in running the country day to day, because he's not. But as soon as we say, well, somebody made dot, 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 in order to really embrace that and think about it, you got to think about it and say, okay, who could have, would have done that who i mean it it was a white house decision it was from within his own administration somebody thought this would be a good idea was it joe and nobody stopped him maybe was it i I mean that's 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 where i wrote was it i don't know Uh, it's uh it it's confounding to be sure steve thank you eight six 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 oh five seven five nine we are in justin will mark davis welcome how are you
4: i know mark conspiracy theories run rampant right now they do um I just, I just think we're falling, like you said. It's, it's Lucy in the football. The, I think somebody's put this football out there for the Republicans to go. Oh, great! Right, we're going to impeach him now, and it's going to take time away, and then they're going to have the great savior come in—Gavin or Michelle or—I well, think going to be Kamala—but come in and save the day for him at the end when he's when Joe has been proven time and time again not to know what he's doing.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's just the just event. No, well, no, it's not a conspiracy. That, that's events that are happening. He is failing before our eyes. A panicked Democrat party has to be thinking about how to replace him. So those things are actually happening. The, the question is, how will they play out? Is, is by what methodology will Joe not be on the ballot? He either will or he won't. I- if he is, he is. If he's not, then something will have to happen. But there's no unseen hand or weird alien force. This this is events happening when things are this weird.
4: But I think the Republicans need to just back off of it and let the Democrats handle it. I don't think that we should. I don't think that automatically uh, the Speaker of the House should, you know, throw out this and, oh, this is the articles for impeachment. This is the article. Walk away from it. Just... Walk away and let the, let the Democrats handle it. There is a, there's
2: an old saying that, that when your opponent is is just uh, burying himself, just get out of the way and, and let them wield their own shovel. Uh, if, if this is your assertion that impeachment is a bad idea, uh, I think that's a, it's a strong argument. I mean, let, let's, let's just plow forward and talk about how Trump can make the country better, talk about the economy, talk about borders. Impeachment seems like a distraction. Um, th- those who are pro impeachment, and I certainly understand it because he, he deserves it. Uh, and I don't even I don't even care that much about Hunter's laptop. I, I, I think he deserves impeachment for for dereliction of duty on the border. But let's say that let's let's stipulate that Biden deserves impeachment. The only benefit that I can see is having it play out for weeks in ways that damage his uh, his legacy, his presidential legacy. I don't I don't see how his reelection effort can be damaged in any way worse than what happened yesterday.
4: Agreed, oh, 100.
2: Uh, so, anyway, so uh, and, and it's and, and David, and thank you. Well, I appreciate it because um, this is what does this, you know, we what does yesterday do to impeachment? <laughs> impeachment sounds like so two months ago, doesn't it? It's like, huh? I mean, the the, the guy is collapsing the, the in front of our eyes. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. the The logic of impeachment has always been, even when people have risen up and said and i've been one of those people say is that the best use of our time and and the the folks who are on board for impeachment say you know it might be that on the long list of things we want to do talk about the future talk about how great a trump presidency will be again talk about borders talk about the economy talk about all those things that maybe it is useful to have a bunch of eyeballs on an impeachment hearing that will reveal the depth of treachery of the Biden White House, whether it is uh, influence peddling and the Hunter's laptop nonsense or what I think he really should be impeached for, something that millions more Americans care about, and that is the intentional openness of our borders. 866 We're in Rockwall. Sophia, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, happy
6: Friday, Mark. Good hey, morning. Hi. I agree with several of the callers that called in about the Democrats. They eat their own. They, they will. They're self-imploding. And Biden did take the bait. You know, someone like what when he said someone like the deep state, Obama, it makes sense that they let him fall into the trap of going out there to confirm what was being said by the special counsel. So. I think they are going to wheel out because they've emptied their bench. They have no bench, so I think they are going to prop up Michelle Obama. And it's just like House of Cards. I mean, it plays out just like an entertainment show. Unfortunately, I know. Um, and um, I do think, you know, my theme is like bring competence back to the White House. We need competence. We need people. We need patriots. You know, say God for Elon Musk for free speech. Absolutely, that's our only absolutely. Day being great.
2: Conservative Twitter has had more to do. Conservative X has had more to do with shining light on various things lately than, than, than doing what what news business used to do what journalists used to do but they don't anymore so there's there's ideological twitter which is fine that means libs are out there conservatives are out there and they all have free speech which is as it should be thank you man appreciate it just to revisit uh with every passing week i grow less convinced that there's a michelle obama plan on paper it's pretty fascinating She's a rock star. Her husband's a rock star. Get the Obamas back in the White House. It makes Democrat uh, hearts uh, pound, makes their skin tingle. There's a huge problem here. She ain't interested in this level of work. And that's not to imply that the woman is lazy. Uh, she, I'm sure it takes a certain amount of energy to get through her days of whatever she does. But this is a meat grinder. It is brutal. Don't under Her husband will tell you, and I hope he's telling her, honey, you don't want to do this. Uh, I, I just I think her actual level of interest in going through the rigors of a campaign, even a short one, where she's dropped from the rafters of the convention in Chicago in August and only has to go at it for a couple of months and change, it will be rigorous. It will be a, a proctological exam every day. It will be it, it will it it it'll it will it will ruffle her well coiffed hair. And then you got to actually be president. <laughs> She's living her perfect life right now. I mean, sure, everybody loves power. Sure, power is awesome. And, and maybe, maybe that outweighs the, the the rigors of it. I don't know. But with every passing week, I, I I feel more and more that she has no interest in that. And by the way, thank God if she doesn't. Eight fifty one. All right. Two hours down, one to go. 866 660 5759. Listen, we've, we've had so much going on uh, of, of critical news making, news breaking stuff. Uh, coming up right out of the nine o'clock hour, my buddy music historian and legend, George Gamark. We're going to talk about 60 years ago on the TV box, Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Just for a minute, then we'll get back into everybody. We're in grapevine. David, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you?
3: I'm just doing fine. How are you, Mark? Great. Fantastic. Well, guess what? We have a Super Bowl. Who knew that would be low-interest news? <laughs> it's the today. fourth
2: biggest story of the day. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> you know, I was just going to tell you that it's going to be Super Bowl 58, but mm-hmm. I was at Super Bowl 8. Get out! Houston in Rice Stadium. At Rice
2: Stadium, where the, the Dolphins uh, spanked the Vikings. I I was 16. And watch and Zonka and the, the just the vintage dolphins. Bob Grease, oh my absolute, Paul Tarkinson. Warfield. Absolutely. Doggone it. So wow, that's awesome.
3: Uh, yes, it was it was great. It was I was a Boy Scout Usher, if you can believe that. How do you get how do you I, how do you get that gig? I know, right? But but the Super Bowl was different back then. But matter of fact, the last game that was the last game that the goal posts were at the front of the goal line.
2: Right, because they moved them back to to, to make field goals harder. Exactly right. Sure. Uh
3: So anyway, I I go to this game. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen. The Astrodome was too small because it only holds 50,000 people. This was like over 80. Huge place. Everything just was was crazy. And so, uh, but guess what? Guess what the halftime was? The University of Texas Longhorn Band. I was going to say, band.
2: back in the day, they, it was very old school. And Super Bowl halftime shows were not pop stars, rock stars, or anything like that. No Madonnas or Ushers or Princes or U2s. It was bands. I, and, in fact, I think the one of the very first ones, famously Super Bowl X, Up With People, the Apache Bells, more Up With People. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well into Super Bowl XX. Uh, Super Bowl twenty-two. A uh, chubby checker, Ch- chubby checker, might have been one of the first folks from from the charts to actually do a. Uh, and then by the time we get into the rest of by the eighties, turn to the nineties, you get new kids on the block, Gloria Stefan, and then uh, the rest is history. Thanks for the memory, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you.
0: Eight fifty nine